dozen roses, glass of wine, slippers and PJs, feeling fine. Advice is nice. It's advice by the fireplace. With Dan, Lila, Karen. CJLO. 1690 AM. Welcome back to another episode, yet another episode of Advice by the Fireplace. My name is Dan Lila. I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Nope, hour. It's all planned. Something might happen, but it's basically guaranteed I'm going to be here for the next hour. And we know what to do during this next hour. Excuse me, I have to clear my throat. This is the show that airs every Wednesday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on CJLO 1690 from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And this is the show where we where we read advice questions sent in by our listeners. Or maybe I found them on the internet. But either way, they're real questions. We really read them with a real special guest or two. Usually a comedian from Montreal who's here to spread the word of the Montreal comedy community. They have something to plug or sometimes they're just here to laugh. This week, a little of both. I hope you had a good week since we last spoke. I know I did. Coming off of, uh, what was it called? Bra- the, the weekly brag segment. <clears throat> I, I bragged myself out. No more brags. Humility all the way. We have a very special guest coming up, but not quite yet. First, I'd like to talk. I'd like to talk. That's weird, isn't it? On this radio show. I'm, uh, you know, Dan Lila. We love everybody here at Advice by the Fireplace. It's all empathy all the time. And we don't like to get political, okay? We don't like to. Not that we don't have our politics. Of course we do. We're very pro Jill Stein here on the show. She still has a chance. She's got some good ideas. And what a haircut. But we don't like to get political. We don't dive into the news. We dive into the self. We dive into the mind and the heart and the soul. And honestly, that there isn't a lot of that. On Twitter, you know? There isn't a lot of that in the news cycle. More like a news psycho. Hmm. Good one. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. I'm like that guy who sneezed. Remember him? Did you? Bless you. Thank you. Uh, He's my hero. (laughs) But folks, there's something that's been in the news that's been troubling me, and I'd like to talk about it before we bring on our special guest. 
I don't want to get serious here, but there's been a, a rash of stereotypes in the news. A whole bunch of people getting very rude about a certain type of person. And I'd like to address it here. I think it's wrong. I'd like to address it. <clears throat> All right, I'm running for office. This is me getting political. There's been a lot of anti-Semitism in the world, in the news. I think it's awful, obviously. I'm a little surprised, if I'm honest. Not by the anti-Semitism, but... You know, people say um, these awful stereotypes. I hear them still, to this day. Oh, Jewish people, they... <laughs> They own money, right? Ugh, these stereotypes. They own the banks. I... Well, I'll tell you, I am Jewish, okay? Let me tell you that. I, being a Jewish man, can't afford rent next month. So what do you do with that, anti-Semites, huh? What do you think of that bit of information? If, uh... The Jews own all the money in the world. I think I mowed something on the back end, okay? Personally. As a Jewish man. You know what my family's getting for Hanukkah this year? Nothing from me. A promise to do better next year. No guilt, only guilt. I've been to plenty of Passover seders. I know the four questions. I, I, hey, I got a fifth one. Where's my check? Okay. Awful. You want to talk? You want to say these awful stereotypes? Jews and the money? Hmm. Let me. How about I'll pay my hydro bill and then we could talk about what the Jews own, okay? I'm furious. I don't understand. Why all the hate? Why not love? There's been a whole bunch of black celebrities coming out with uh, some anti-Semitic views. Kanye West. Kyrie Irving. Lizzo. Have you heard that anti-Semitic Lizzo song? What is it? Blame it on the Jews. Gotta blame it on the Jews. Ugh, awful, awful. Ayayi, what is that, Yiddish? How dare she? It's offensive. Personally. I think Jewish history should be represented more. I remember hearing a study recently that was conducted, just like Lightning, also conducted. But this here was a study, nothing to do with lightning. <clears throat> Apparently, very few people under the age of 30 can name a concentration camp from the Holocaust, from World War II. I was outraged, honestly. Couldn't believe it. It's pathetic, I said out loud. Ser seriously. Insulting. I was with a friend. He said, can you name some? I said, some. Friend, I can name them all, okay? And I said, here we go. <clears throat> you got Auschwitz. You got 
Dachau. Uh, got to admit, got a little, took me a minute after that. Hmm. Uh, Slytherin? They're bad. I know that. Hey, boy, uh, uh, hmm. Camps, camps. Camp Crystal Lake. I know there was murders there. Uh, uh, uh Cobra Kai? They're, they're good now. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I need to brush up on my history. I don't know as much as I think. Even me. And ignorance breeds hate. Hate breeds suffering. I think Yoda said that. Yoda? Jewish? Maybe. <laughs> George Lucas, he... Look, let's not get into that, okay? George, Georgie boy. You meant well, I think. All I know is... I got a lot of love in my heart. For everybody. And I wish everybody had a little love in their heart for me, okay? For my Zadie. My Bubby. All of my Jewish family. It's not right. Okay, this this was my political stance. I'm gonna stop it right now. I'm on. I'm sweating like a pig here. Whoop. <laughs> I, we don't like to get political on the show, but sometimes we need to take a stand. I think it's wrong. I'm looking forward to holding hands with uh uh everyone. There, saved it. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Who knows? Want to hold hands with everyone. Just like in us. Spoilers. <clears throat> did I like us? Nope. No, I did. So easy, though, with that title of Nope to set up punchlines. And speaking of punchlines, I'm so excited to bring on our guest in a minute. This guest, I I'm not going to lie, recurring champion. Returning friend of the show. We love him. He was on during the pandemic. Not that that's over, but the, the, the height. And he, he brought levity to my life, and I hope yours too. And he's here again to do the very same thing. Sure, last week I said there'd be two guests. Let's just say, hey, look, I don't want to blow up their spot. Let's just say they bailed on me. I'll keep it, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be too blatant about it, but they didn't respond to my messages. They don't like me. This guy does. Okay. He's a friend. And yeah, sure. When I get kicked out, when Mrs. Lila, she says, no, 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 not tonight. I go to this guy. <laughs> that's, that's not true. But many, many parts of that sentence aren't true. But I'll tell you what is true. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear some ads. We're going to hear, we're going to hear a break. Commercials. A hot promo for another wonderful show here at CJLO 1690. And then we're going to be back with a very special guest. I'm excited. And I hope you are too. Excuse me, I'm <laughs> hiccuping. Quick, someone scare me. Ugh. Good one. Wow. <laughs> that was fast. So let's do it. We'll be right back. 
on CJLO 1690 with a little bit more advice by the fireplace right after this. The Go-Go Radio Magic Show. Every Friday night from 6 to 8 on Hello, this is Stephen Merritt from the Magnetic Fields, and you're listening to CJLO Montreal. The Montreal International Documentary Festival is celebrating its 25th edition, a unique opportunity to enjoy the best documentary films from all around the world. This fall, the RIDM returns exclusively to theaters and venues with screenings, festivities, and much more. See you from November 17th to the 27th. Discover the full program at ridm.ca. The RIDM, where all stories meet. CJLO, 1690. We're back with Advice by the Fireplace. It's just me. <laughs> uh, psych. Is that fun? L- folks, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited to bring him on to the show. Actor. Writer. Comedian. Uh, director. Uh, Hall of Fame. What was your award? Uh, Le- Fringe uh, Forever Performer. I forget. We'll ask him. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Walter J. Ling. Walter, how are you? Wait a second. Oh my God. Is Walter not here? All that? That incredible intro? Walter, hello? <laughs> well, kiss me and call me embarrassed. Please, somebody kiss me. Walter, hello? I still can't believe it. Is he really not on? Okay, I'm going to try again. <laughs> but I'm not going to introduce him. This, I'll tell you, this introduce this introduction I'm going to give him, it's not going to be good. I'm all thrown again. Why is the phone so difficult? I'm dialing his number right now. Uh-huh. Let's see if it works. Let's see. He's on the phone right now. Let's see if it works. Hold on a second. We're going to check. Hello, Walter. Can you hear me? Yes, hello. Oh, we did it. Oh, my gosh. Walter J. Ling, how are you? Not bad. How are you, Daniel? Incre- I gave you a great intro before, but you weren't there. Uh, so I'm just going to... I'm just you, I think you instantly hung up on me when you talked to me before. <laughs> I've never done that before, but... I wasn't uh, sure if that was the deal, if that was supposed to be part of the thing. It was a prank. Look, I don't respect you. I wanted to waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, pal? I'm great. I'm just just peachy. I'm having a, a decent day here. Mm. I'm in my uh, newly uh, rearranged uh, man cave. What? Tell me about this man cave. It's not so much a cave as it is uh, just a sort of little back room that was uh, slapped onto the back of my house. Mm. Uh, where I live here in NDG, it's not insulated, so it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Uh, and uh, but more importantly, it's uh, divided from the house by a double door, and I can smoke weed back here. <laughs> that sounds like paradise, I'll tell you. 
Yeah. Well, it was paradise until uh, it had accumulated about three years worth of uh, garbage and filth. Mm. What mm. kind of, like, you're talking uh, uh, garbage, man-made garbage, or? Yeah, yeah, my, like, my, my, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just, you know, just uh, you know, overflowing ashtrays, fast food wrappers, mm. and uh, a human skeleton. Oh, well, happy Halloween. Mm. Uh, well, geez, I'm so happy to hear that. We, of course, are in CJLO Studios, but every time I'm here, I come in, I put up a picture of those two women kissing the black and white one from college dorms. Oh, sure, yeah, the best poster ever. Yeah, I'm roasting some some sausages here. I turn every week into a man cave week, you know what I mean? Uh, Walter, let me ask you, do you remember your first appearance on the show? Uh, not really. Was it, uh, was it, was I standing in Lawrence Corbett's backyard? I believe you were in Lawrence Corber's backyard. We were with friend of the show, Sarag Maledian. This was the height of the pandemic. Um, we were all going crazy. Thank you for doing that all You're those welcome. years ago. It was a great time. It was really what got me through it, you know? I know. Look, <laughs> it's the little things. You know? uh, and speaking of little They're things. not the big things. <laughs> hey, well, tell me about it. Um, speaking of little things, let me ask you a little question before we get into it. I'm sure I've asked you, I sh- I'm sure I asked uh, all those years ago, but how do you feel about giving advice? Do you do it a lot? Uh, I feel like I do more and more as I get older, but I feel like that's just natural. You know, like I, I try not to be like the old head comic, like opining to, uh, to like the young kids, like the open micers and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then like sometimes, and then sometimes they'll just kind of stop. And I, I noticed that they'll actually kind of listen to you when you talk. And like, I don't know if it's just because I sound like crazy all the time, but like, and then, then of course that's all I need. And once I notice that somebody's fucking listening, you know, so excuse me, <laughs> I notice <laughs> that <laughs> someone's someone's listening like i'm just gonna go on a i'm just uh, you know all i need is a captive audience mm-hmm. well you got one here let me tell you am i allowed to swear that just then or is that a bad thing? you know technically you're not but i was sitting here look i'm gonna i'm gonna let you in on a little secret i was sitting here pre-show and there was a nice little uh edm house song and they replayed that scene from half-baked the uh where he's quitting and he says f oh, you yes. f yes. you you're cool but uh uncensored and I thought this is coming from this is a playlist from the top brass here at CJLO, so I think we're allowed one or two F's and Jeffs. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you hear there's a half baked two coming out? You know what? I I did kind of hear about uh, yeah, it, and yeah. not only did I hear about it, but I got roped into um, like a uh, like a extra casting pyramid scheme thing. <laughs> Like I saw like an advertisement on Facebook being like open casting call for Half Baked Two, and I'm like, oh, I'd be good for that because like I I look like a literal poster boy stoner. <laughs> yes. And and, and so they're like, okay, well you just gotta like, we're, there's gonna be like a a, a call like a Zoom call like and like, multiple people are gonna be on, and there was like dozens and dozens of people on this call, and they, they did not get to talking about Half Baked, and it was like all information about like how to get into the movie business or like how to become an extra and stuff like that and i'm like yo they they got me on this they like i I got they got they really got me walter i'm gonna let you in on a secret i'm not kidding i did the very same thing you're joking i'm not joking it was like half modeling and half acting and how long did you sit in on the on the information session I very quickly got up and got very disappointed that I was also roped into a uh, stupid pyramid I, we're, scheme. We're, we're both 
coming up that we yeah did. it happened pretty quickly but i did stay on for a while just to see what would happen but yeah uh, and then i stayed on long enough to start tripping them i was like i was like trolling them in the uh in the comments and stuff being like what is this this feels like a pyramid scheme mm-hmm. <laughs> i was i was misled <laughs> i know and then they texted me hey uh so we didn't get your you know money and i was like yeah it feels pretty wrong yeah. <laughs> i don't like it and then they said we can put you into another zoom call and i said you better just forget, yeah they, forget they, they had the same number. thing where it's like you want to do should we should we say you open this other call no 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 more no more zoom you know it makes me feel better that you also uh are stupid yeah, like me you know god knows that there even is a half baked too i wonder if, if is, that, is that actually happening or was that just like where was that part of the scam oh my god. no apparently apparently i heard harland williams will be making a cameo and that's the only member of the original. Jim Brewer wouldn't even do it. Well, I mean, that's no great loss. Yeah, yeah, boy. All right, <clears throat> Walter, um, let's get into this. Look, I have some very important advice questions that I need your help with. Uh-huh. And I'd like to get into these. Are you ready to answer one or two questions? I sure am. All right, this first one, wonderful. This first one's coming in from Chebecca Vodki, uh, all the way from Scrunt Lake. And Chebecca says, it's like Rebecca, but Ch. She says, Rebecca from Scrud Lake. From Scrunt Lake. Yeah, we got a lot. Love it. Love it. She says this Dear advice by the fireplace. Let me. My son is marrying a lovely woman raised in a different religion from ours. Our family's religion considers tattoos to be taboos. How can I gently suggest to my son's fiance that she consider a gown? where her large back tattoo will not be visible. I'm afraid all the guests of our religion will be focused on the tattoo and not the bride. Am I being old-fashioned? My son and his fiancée are in their late 30s, so I'm unsure if it's appropriate for me to voice my concerns. How should I proceed? Love, Chebecca Vodki from Scrunt Lake. Wow. Tattoo you. As Mick Jagger once said. Yeah, right. That's from the best Rolling Stones album. My advice, I should be giving my advice on this. On what I, I mean, would, first, I would tell this woman. I'd like to just overall, how do you feel? <laughs> just, you know, very generically, how do you feel about what you just heard? I, mean, I don't know, a little bit, at least, kind of like angry in sort of a knee jerk way, a little mm. bit. Like. Yeah, and I hate to say it, and I hate to use it, but it's like, that's about like as Karen-y as a letter can get, you know? Like, um, I would not, not, not C-A-R-I-N. Thank you very much. R-E-N. Um, I, I, and, you know, I read at the end there where she's like, maybe I should just, like, my bad. I'm like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like you almost already know the answer. But, like, I mean, if it means that much to her, I mean, I guess she can voice it, but I feel like if there's, like, any kind of pushback at all, Conversation's over, and you're like, okay, mm. it's your call, and you're the bride after all. Like, yes, you know, like, you know, that's my understanding of these wedding deals is like, you know, the, the bride does what she wants to do, you know, and and I mean, unless like, if if the whole wedding was kind of like pretty religious, or this is why I think weddings and churches or religious uh, institutions in general are dumb, unless both people are like pretty devout. You know what I mean? Mm. Why is that? Well, I, you know, I, I grew up like I grew up in a, in a very 
uh, Italian, uh, Roman Catholic part of town, part mm. of Montreal, the East End, you know. And but you were you were heavy in the Church of Satan, correct? Yes, exactly. Right, right. And and you know, but everybody sort of like it's almost kind of like a, 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 a like you're going to get married to the church, and that's what that's what we're going to do. But it's like, but why though? It's like, and you know, I find it weird that people who who you know wouldn't go to service like any other time of the year or or at all would still like have like this like insist on like a church wedding. Mm-hmm. I guess oftentimes it's done to appease you know the the older generation, yes. and and maybe you know if that's true. Maybe if that's true, then, you know, we should be giving consideration to this tattoo situation. Mm. But, like, I mean, that's a big ask, you know, that, to ask a bride to, to go from having her, her back exposed to, to covering that up. You know, like, a lot of thought that goes into those wedding outfits, you know. Absolutely. And I feel like this is going to be a real uh, pain in the back question. And, uh, mm, pain in the back. Um, back, you know? Hello. Getting that tattoo. I think you're absolutely one thing I do have to say, just going back to what you said before, why do it in a church to begin with? I, I, I know what you mean. There is a sense I think a lot of people have of like, look, we're getting me and my partner are getting married. Everyone knows we've had, uh, you know, premarital relations. Everybody knows we're we met doing a bunch of blow. <laughs> so the least the least we could do is get married in a traditional church. You know what I mean? I do think there is that of like... Uh... And welcome God into our life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, look. Um, and secondly, um, I, I agree with you. I do think it's interesting. You know, she said, Shebeka says, our family's religion considers tattoos to be taboos. Well... Uh, you know who doesn't consider tattoos to be taboos? This lady and her family. Uh, freedom of religion uh, and all that extends to, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I, th- <laughs> I made a point earlier. I'm not trying to get political, but I do think, um, Chebecca, I, I don't even think it's worth mentioning it. She's all. Yeah, she's I mean, worried. Like, oh no! So he's gonna be talking to her future daughter-in-law, like about about you know where she where she will and won't be able to be buried someday. You know. Mm. Well, sure. And uh, but she said, you know, that's a good point too. <laughs> but she does say, I'm afraid all the guests of our religion will be focused on that tattoo. Hmm. Maybe this is your issue, Chebecca. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of projecting here. It you sounds know? like some projection. What are you scared uh, classic of? Classic projection. Classic. What are we at the movie theater? This is a classic projection. Um, I would say, I mean, that's an interesting thing you bring up in terms of if you want to maybe try, do it. But then if you get pushback, stop. Pushback. I'd say like. Let me ask. Let me ask. Agree. How? Play. uh, Let's say you're. Let's say you're Chebecca. Let's say I'm this tattooed bride to be. How do? How do you ask me? Let me hear it. So I was thinking, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you got your back. I mean, it's a lovely back, but uh, yeah, and, like you don't even go into the tattoos. You don't even get, like you leave that alone for this. Like you pretend like it's not about the tattoos. Yeah. Like, maybe uh, make sure I just use my with the back. I, I, I'm listening. That's, it, that's all I got. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Okay, I think that's a good. How can you say no to that? You know? now, now I'm on her side. You know what, oh, Chebecca? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. Hey, I, I, I made this loaf. I thought you could have a piece of loaf, and I could have a piece of loaf. You look Let's so talk thin. About a collection of dresses uh, with uh, full backs. <laughs> well, jeez, uh, God, I love a good voice. Uh, Chebecca, that's about it. I think you've gotten your answer. 
how should I proceed? Uh, listen back to Walter's impression of you. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. Sounds good. And also, oh, I forgot. Before I go, congratulations. Uh, Shana Tova. No, that's Happy New Year. Um, mazel Tov. Thank you. Um, yeah. To me or? No, to the happy couple. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. But sure to you. Hey, look, you, you're a married man. Yeah, I sure am. Uh, I think I've been married for like eight years now or something. Is that possible? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, was there any uh, highlighting of tattoos? No, my wife has tattoos. I don't have tattoos. Uh, she wore... We didn't. Also, we also did not get married in any kind of house of God or anything, mm-hmm. thank God. <laughs> um, yes, well, sure. And um, uh, But, uh, yeah, and, like, and, you know, uh, and I'm sure, like, you know, she has, like, some like tattoos on her arms and stuff, but like you know, mm-hmm. and you, and uh, anybody who would have said, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would have liked somebody to have tried to say something to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <clears throat> well, that's it. You're uh, you're full of love, and I think we got to move on to our next letter. This one's exciting, Walter. This one I picked specifically for you. Mm. This is uh, coming in from Roger. Last name withheld. All the way from Toronto, Alberta. Well, I think you're going to be interested in this. This Toronto, is a real Alberta. Toronto, Alberta, Canada. There's another Toronto. Oh, there's Torontos all, all over the place. It's like Springfield. Is it? No, it's not like Springfield. It's a lot like Springfield. There's a Toronto everywhere. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Roger, last name withheld, says this. Dear advice by the fireplace. Over 40 years ago, I committed a significant crime. Whoa. No one was physically hurt but I scared the devil out of a small group of people. The crime was for financial gain, and I had planned it in advance. My wife knew and begged me not to do it, but I felt I had no other choice. My wife benefited from the proceeds of the crime and willingly spent the proceeds. I was never caught. For 30 years, we never spoke of this incident, as the memory was too painful for us both. Over the last 10 years, however, when she is very angry at me or is trying to force me to do something she wants to do, she threatens to tell my adult children and our grandchildren about, quote, the kind of man you really are. It is pure blackmail. Sometimes she says she will tell the whole story to the family in her own way after I'm dead. I have never repeated any unlawful acts in all the time since uh, and have shared a good life and, I believe, have made a positive contribution to many people through my work. I have considered telling my children as truthfully and factually as I can and have written and rewritten my confession many times to share with them. Do you see any other way? If my wife finally tells this story, it will be embroidered with her perspective and 40 plus years of whatever she wants to bring to the story. Her temper is legendary. What do you think I should do? Love, Roger, last name withheld, from Toronto, Alberta. Oof. Yeah, what the hell did Roger do? Ooh, bad boy, bad boy. What did Roger do? Um, okay, it's got to be. It's got to be like he robbed the bank. I. That's what I was gonna say. Sounds one, like one hundo. He robbed the bank, or yes. you know, the general store. Scared the devil out of a small group of people. Financial gain. He planned it. No one was hurt. Sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like he planned himself a little bank house and got away with it, or like maybe armor, or maybe armored car robbery or armored truck robbery. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Good um, boy. All right. Okay. All right, well, this, this is a juicy one. This is J.M. Lizzo. <laughs> Sorry, forget it. Um, 
So what's he asking here? What what do you think I should do? Should he tell his family about his crime from 40 years ago? I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. It really, because it's like the the, the the person who wants to keep it seemingly in the forefront is this wife who's, who's sort of like basically blackmailing him mm. with, this, with this information, uh, which is kind of like, Obviously, as he as he suggests, uh, hypocritical on her part, as uh, as you know, she just was seemingly okay with it when it happened, yeah. having spent the money from the, the thing, mm. from the crime itself, and uh, so you know, you'd think that she shouldn't be then holding it against him later on in a punitive way, but what she's doing for different motives, for like self-centered motives. Mm. Um, but you know, like at, at the same time, you know, like just it sounds like this guy like did commit like a hard crime and he does acknowledge really early, early on that she asked him not to do this she was like strongly advocating that he not commit this crime yes and i could see you know being the wife in that case being like well you know i told him not to do it i was on record mm -hmm. saying that he shouldn't do this and then he did it and he didn't get caught and now we have this money but it wasn't me who stole the money so like <laughs> i don't mind spending it and also, it's interesting, he seems very preoccupied with her perspective on things. It's not even necessarily about this crime. He's worried about all these details that she's going to add. He's worried she's going to twist and turn. What does he say? Embroidered with her perspective yeah, in 40 I'm, plus years. Was that, that part was kind of funny because I'm like, so you're, you're hoping that she talks about your, like, major felony in a positive way. <laughs> I know. I know. It seems like there's more here. I mean, geez, this uh, this couple sounds like they need some help. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And so this all went down 40 years ago, right? 40 years ago, and then 30 years of nothing, and then the last 10 years, it's apparently it's been bubbling up. Imagine what he did. Imagine the fight that 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 caused, like, that made her pull that thread out for the first time. <laughs> She'd been like sitting on that for thirty years, yeah. that, and like, and not even using it. I mean, good for, I mean, I mean, the fact that she didn't use it for thirty years. That kind of like speaks to her credit, I find. Like, mm -hmm. maybe this guy's like a jerk or something. This guy's like impossible to live with, you know. And she's like, I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe, maybe. now I'm extrapolating, but. Maybe it took about 30 years for the money to run dry. You know what I yeah, mean? They, I don't know. I no. don't know. He says, look, he's made a positive contribution to many people through his work. I mean, uh, this sounds like, is he trying to convince us or is he trying to convince himself? Wow. wow. It sounds like, is he feeling guilty? I, just I mean, want to know, I just want to know. Is he, I know. It's almost like a humble brag. <laughs> the article almost feels like a humble brag, you know? Like, yeah. Where he's like talking about like this great heist he committed that he got away with, you know? Like, mm. like you know, dear blah, 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 I'm a mastermind felon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, unfortunately, I am. Um, one of my one of the, the realities I have to deal with is my uh, nagging shrew of a wife, you know. Which, by the way, can I hear an impression of this wife? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only fair. Where's your slippers? Where's your slippers? Where's your heart? Where's your sense of where's your sense of morality? Huh? I'll get you your slippers when you get me in the last thirty years back. Thirty years. I've had to live with this cloud over my head. I love it. Oh, God. And he's like, sweetie, baby, I told you. 
I did it for you. And she's like, I didn't ask you. I love this. Oh, look, this is like a Tennessee Williams. Like to know? You think you'd like to know what you did? <laughs> I think, honestly, he sounds like he is... He should tell his kids, right? I mean, look. Uh, it's a part of who he is. I Look, if your father was like, son, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> or maybe I didn't want to tell you, but 40 years ago, I armed robbed a bank. Wouldn't you be like... You know, would you cut him out of your life or would you have many more questions and still go over next Sunday for your ham roast? Probably the latter. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, I, hey, you know what, Roger? The thing is, that's a, the thing is, it's a cool crime. That's a cool crime, you know? That's like, that's like a gangster with a heart of gold crime. Right. I mean, he no. did give it to himself and his wife and not uh, Robin Hood-style yeah. poor people. Whatever, yeah, which the, I feel like this guy is kind of giving off like a rabbit of vibe, but... Yeah, look, I don't know what you've done, sir. I don't know how you feel about it, but I do know the truth will set you free. I would suggest you tell those kids, and is the... Yeah, maybe get ahead of it, you know? Control yeah. your narrative. That's what you gotta do. Absolutely. You gotta control your narrative. What's the uh, statute of limitations, by the way? Is that what it's called, for uh, robbing? Well, I don't know, man. Like, I think it really depends on the... The, the nature of the robbery and like how much was stolen blah 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 but like I, I have no idea what I'm talking about uh, it's not mentioned in the film Heat therefore I don't know mm, that's very true well no one was hurt so we're hoping it's over um, I don't know if he says that but he probably like shot a guy <laughs> no, no one was physically hurt he said because he knows no one was hurt <laughs> like yeah. But then, like, <laughs> Again, like push down the stairs. Well, no one was physically hurt. I think he knows that he emotionally scarred a lot of people that day. Yeah. He saw, he remembers the terrified looks, and he said, "Hey, I didn't hurt anybody, but uh, sure, a couple of people peed themselves, and uh, yeah, that led to a couple of gambling problems and stuff." Anyway, okay, look, Walter, I, I got to let you go, but I have one more question, and again, one more question, one more, and then I'll let you go. I promise. But this one, I'm very excited. I, I, these questions I handpicked for you. I just want to hear what you have to say. All right. <clears throat> this last one's coming in from Douglas Skunk Smell, uh, all the way from Googly Falls, Nevada. And Douglas says this. Dear Advice by the Fireplace and Guest. Hey, that's you. My 10-year-old daughter is a horse girl. She's outgrown her first pony, so we just bought her a new horse. This horse was priced right. He's the perfect size, age, and temperament and he's trained in what she wants to do. And we seriously could not have found her a better horse, except for one thing. He's an almost entirely white Pinto, and his registered name is White Flight. I don't know what... <laughs> I don't want to know what his breeder was thinking. Wait, White Flight? White Flight. My daughter thinks... L-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, W-H-I-T-E space F-L-I-G-H-T. I don't know what his breeder was thinking. My daughter thinks it's beautiful, but I would be embarrassed to have my child showing on a horse with this name, and I want to officially change it, or at least call him by another name. What? I've explained the meaning of white flight to her, but she still thinks it's a perfect name for a white show-jumping horse, and says she wants to use it to mean something good instead of something bad. How, how can I convince her to rename her new baby? Would it be too mean to say either the name has changed or the horse is sold and she can't have another one? Love, <laughs> Douglas Skunk Smell from Googly Falls, Nevada. Hey, hey. <laughs> Seriously, though. Okay, I've never heard that expression before in, in any kind of negative way. White flight? 
white flight. Have you? Am I missing out on something here? I mean, it is sort of a negative term. Uh, well, you know, it's... Is there any way you can, like, diplomatically explain this to me? Like, pretend I'm the girl with the pony here. You explain to me what, what white flight means. I thought, look, I could be wrong. Look, Dan Lila doesn't know everything. But right, I thought, but I thought it referred to the uh, the act of white people not liking a neighborhood becoming more mixed and then leaving and going uh, to the suburbs to okay. escape. Is that what that's actually called? Do they call that that? Is that what... uh, I think that's in some cases a okay, connotation. Right. Um, okay, wow. Wow, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough one. Douglas. And then, aye, aye. basically, the faster the horse gets and, like, it gets away from the other horses, the more racist it is. <laughs> um, it's a real catch-22, I know. You know, like, so, wow, yeah, that's, it is unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> it has a nice, you know, has, like, the, the rhyming scheme of it is nice. I and mean, in, in the context of a, of a horse, mm-hmm. the lot is, you know... I know. That's the thing. I, I do know where the daughter is coming from. From a young kid's perspective, it is kind of a nice name. It's you it love is. your horse. It's like a little unicorn thing. The horses Talk can fly. The, that was like this horse was the right price. I'm like, you know, what kind of what kind of money this guy's got that he's talking about the right price for a horse. Yeah, well like he's I out know. there cost comparing on horses. His ten year old daughter's a horse girl, so he's gotta pony up that cash, you know what I mean? That started that that was a really that was like one of the worst opening lines. <laughs> I completely agree. Buddy. I know I read it and I thought it's in. I don't even need to Buddy. know what's happening. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you put your foot down as the father? You say, Sweetie, no yeah, go yeah, with the name. Yeah, actually. Actually, yeah. And yeah. like maybe like find like a what do you call it? A uh like you a know, community come, come center to donate money with, to or something? <laughs> Sorry, go, go, go like halfway with the kid and maybe like find like another rhyming name that's like, right. has less like, you know, negative racial implications. Mm-hmm. Well, the daughter says, uh, wants to use it to mean something good instead of something bad. So this daughter's already like, yeah, hey, we're taking it that, back, you know? Can't play that card. That's like, that's like me saying, well... Yeah, um, <clears throat> Do I have to mute you? Okay, here we go. <laughs> well, you know, it, it would be like taking like any kind of like yeah. uh, like racial epitaph or mm-hmm. or something you know bad thing and saying, well, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to make it mean something positive now. And it's like you you this one little girl isn't going to like single handedly erase like decades of history. No, no, I don't. Her, her pony, you know. No, that's very true. In fact, I think um, in this context of rich, I'm assuming pretty white community, I uh, yeah, I don't think you're helping much with this name. This, is, this whole situation is a very privileged dilemma. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, hey, Douglas, Douglas Skunk Smell, Googly Falls, Nevada. I mean... Uh, oh, anyway, uh, yeah, honey, uh, change the name of the horse. Uh, next week, uh, you're going to be the proud owner of about... Uh, 20 tubes of glue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I will change the name from White Flight to Elmer's. Hello. Okay. Hello. Honey, all right. What would you say? Yeah, let's suggest some names for the girl very quickly before I let you go. Instead of White Flight, how about Horse White Flight? Biscuit. What was that? White Biscuit. White Biscuit. Love it. Yeah. Um, White Secretariat. 
white. Well, let's stay away from the white. I know it's a white horse, but still, there's many other adjectives. Hold on. Um, um, uh, there's also uh, how about carrot eater? Uh, salt white liquor. White carrot eater. White white carrot eater. Sure, <laughs> I like it. Oh my, that's that was Bugs Bunny's original name. I don't know if you know that. White carrot eater. White. They said Daffy Duck and White carrot eater, and they're like, I think yeah. we got to. I think we got to change it. Uh, Douglas, I feel bad for you. You're in a real weird situation. That's what you get when you deal with weird. Uh, horse breeders, some of them are going to have some pretty wacky ideas, okay? Yeah, if I was putting money down for a horse, I would reserve the right to paint it. I'm like, I'm like so, honey, I'm sorry. This is this is just how it's going to be. Like. Yeah, God, it's rough out there. All right, anything else to add, Walter? I mean, um, wants to read? Yeah, I think we figured it out. It's, I, I'm going to say you switch that name. You put your foot down. Your daughter will get it. If she's yeah, mad at you for now, you'll get her in, in 10 years. She'll understand. Like, imagine resenting your father because he made you change your horse's <laughs> stupid racist name. Very true. Yes. All right. I think you're in the right here, Douglas. You got free range. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, you know, in terms of the name stuff. Walter, I got to let you go. But first, let me ask you, what do you have coming up? You're always, you're you're a hustling man. You're a bustling man. You got some shows coming up. Tell me about yeah. that. I have two, probably too many shows coming up. Too many things. Yep. Uh, this Thursday uh, is at Rustic on uh, on beautiful Sherbrooke Street in NEG, right by Gerard Park, is uh, Rustic Comedy presented by myself and uh, Mike Carosa, featuring uh, Lawrence Korber, uh, Zach Kick, a bunch of people. It's a $10 all-star comedy show mm. at a... 10 star venue yes. in NDG rustic yes. bar you know you love it and then uh great then food, on the, cheap, the last cheap drinks it's a great sorry to interrupt but uh rustic great go there it's very fun wonderful place uh last uh sunday of the month we have the return of the rad dads following our sold out Whoa. Uh, off jfl run uh, among among other places, I mean, this Rad Dads has been all around the country. Uh, yeah, this show is called Legion of Dads, and Reese Turner is coming into town for that. Uh-oh. We'll be joined by new dad Lawrence Corber, Uh-oh. Uh, and a couple of guest surprise dads, uh, as always. And uh, that's going to be at uh, the Diving Bell Social Club. First time uh, the Rad Dads are going to be there. And uh, and then that's uh, and then once we get into December, we got some party shows coming up. We got uh, the we got the NDG holiday party of December sixteenth. Mm. We got the not so silent night Xmas comedy and karaoke spectacular. Incredible uh, on Friday, December 9th. and you know tickets for everything available on Eventbrite. Uh, if you're looking for a good time, I got the Yuletide jingle for your jangle. <laughs> I, there's nothing else to add. Go seek out Walter J. Ling online, on, in person. One of the funniest men in Montreal. I love you to bits, Walter. Thank you love for you doing the show. Uh, I'll, I'll see you soon. Tonight at the Nest? Tonight, actually, yeah. <laughs> I'll see you in a few hours. Alrighty. Take care, my friend. Thanks again. Bye-bye. That was Walter J. Ling. What a man. I think it was Salt. Mmm, Peppa. That said, what a man. They were talking about him. And sure, he said an F word. Not, not the F word. Not, mm, I don't want, <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Sorry, Walter. Um, Let's go to a break. 
one last break and then we'll come back with a little bit more advice by the fireplace here at CJLO 1690 AM, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. We'll be right back in a few seconds. Uh, minutes. See you soon. Hey, are you looking for an alternative to FM radio playlists? Then tune in to the World Beat News radio program right here on CJLO 1690 AM every Tuesday from noon to 1 p.m. to hear brand new World Beat music from mainly Canadian artists. Call or text at 848-7471. Calling all basketball fans. Come see a new generation of talented players at the NCAA Division I College Basketball Tournament for the Northern Classic. The series will be happening at Last Bell in Laval from Friday, November 25th to Sunday, November 27th. Three days, six universities, nine games. Tickets start at $20 per day. This event is presented by Evenco. Okay. Uh, well, hello, this is Janne from the Swedish death metal band The Crown, and you're listening to CJLO Radio. Stay tuned. the spring 2021 release of his critically acclaimed album Pink Dogs on the Grass, Montreal-based multidisciplinary artist Paul Jacobs unveils 185 on the Corner, a set of four psychedelic folk-infused songs that showcase the musician's knack for hazy soundscapes, hypnotic grooves, and subdued atmospheres. On the new collection of songs, Jacobs once again delivers the neo-psychedelic sound he is known for but this time with a mellower approach and velvety mid-tempo rhythms. The four-song EP is out now via Bound Sound, available on all digital platforms. Tell you what, my, uh, my life used to be nice and normal and chill and pleasant and fine and everything was cool. And then one day I was looking at some photos with my wife, right? And I looked at this one and my blood ran cold. I was like, oh my God, what is that, a demon? Is that a photo of an actual demon? Where did you find this demon photo? Oh God, it's an actual demon. Ah! <laughs> and then the ultrasound technician in the room with us was like, uh, no, no, Mr. Ling, that's, that's your, uh, your unborn child. And uh, I was like, oh, God, well, why does it look all demony like that? And she said, uh, well, you know, it's a partially developed fetus. I guess they don't always look like what you expect. I was like, <laughs> for a second, I thought the kid's mom might have been a jackal or something. <laughs> and then the ultrasound tech said, Mr. Ling, I think your wife can hear you. And um, she could because she was in the room with us. And uh, I tell you what, that's the day uh, that I found out that I was going to be a dad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, and uh, it was also the day I found out that uh, ultrasound technicians take themselves really seriously. Uh... CJLO 1690. 
Advice by the Fireplace. That little clip was of our guest, Walter J. Ling. From the Discovery series. From JFL, you can see that on YouTube. Right now. You could hear it, too. Just like you did, just now. One minute of it. Ah, 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 the first minute's free. Then you gotta... Not pay, because YouTube is also free, but... You, your your clicks have to count towards the algorithm. Speaking of algorithm, I want you to write... I've never asked you this before, but I'd like you, if you're listening right now, to go on, I don't know, Apple Music? <laughs> uh, Sp- Spotify? Do you write reviews there? I don't know. Go write. Go rate. Go rate yourself. No, us. Five stars. Write a review. Say, Dan Lila's good for me. And then a little thumb up emoji. Help people hear the show. And speaking of help people, I hope to help more people. And I'd like you to write in. Advice by the fireplace at gmail.com. That's the website. If you have an issue, you have a problem, if you want something solved, go somewhere else. We don't solve stuff, but we can help, maybe. No guarantees, but we'll talk it out. That Okay, we will definitely talk about it. No names, unless you want us to use your name, write in advicebythefireplace at gmail.com. I want to hear from you, from you, and now I'm posing like Uncle Sam. You. And I have a big white beard. <laughs> Just thought I'd tell you that. Folks, we only have a few minutes left. That was fun hearing Walter stand up. I think I'm going to do that more. Do I have to tell them I'm going to use their material? on? No. I'm just going to do it. You know what? Sue me. Alright? Walter, sue me. I want to take a second to thank everybody at CJLO for helping us put this show on each and every week. Franchella. Everybody from the past who's helped me. Chris, Allison, Calvin, everybody. Thank you so much. This show would not be possible without people like you. Keeping keeping this building afloat. Keeping this boat afloat on the ground in the in the sky keeping this skyscraper underwater okay this doesn't make sense anymore but you get it thank you very much while i'm here thanking i'd like to add to the thank list and to the spank list Corey gandall for his theme music that we play each and every week thank you and spank you But most of all, I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. This is episode 40. This is 40. (laughs) Eat your heart out, Paul Rudd. Eat your little Ant-Man heart out. This is... you, You think that was 40? This is 40, okay? This is what 40 looks like. Ironically, I've looked... Like I've 
been 40 years old since I was about 21. But that means when I hit 40, hey, you're looking pretty good. For 60, and I say, oops. All the numbers are jumbled. <laughs> Did that make sense? Okay. Folks, we're going to be back next week. Back to two guests. Two very exciting guests lined up. Lined up. These, I'm not going to lie. These are not uh, great friends of mine. This is, this is, I'm going to discover some new relationships. I'm meeting people on the show next week. I'm very excited. This is not Walter J. Ling, who I've uh, known for years now. These are going to be new friends. And I'm very excited to talk to them about their projects. Very excited to talk to them about you, the listener, and the advice that you get each and every week here at Advice by the Fireplace. So that's it. Hope you have a great week. I hope you take some time this week to run yourself a bubble bath. Drink a glass of wine or grape juice if you don't drink. But definitely grapes. Be grape-centric this week. It's going to get cold this week. I want you to put a sweater in the dryer for about eight minutes and then put it on. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. And then eat it. Yum. I want you to take some time and love yourself this week. Because I, I, I can't love every one of you. I, I can try. I won't try. Gross. But I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday at 5 p.m. until 6 p.m. for episode 41. With more advice by the fireplace on CJLO 1690. And until then, have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Caring is sharing your heart's desires in conversations by the fire with Dan Lila Karen we'll see you next time